Here we go again, everybody. It's me, Robin. Robin O'Neill. Robin Renee O'Neill. Born April 30th, 1977 at 8.58 p.m. I'm a Taurus. Did I talk to you guys about that last week, how apparently Tauruses are boring? Does anybody know that to be true, you astrological people out there? Uh, Co-starology, is that the thing on Instagram that's so funny? I think it is. They have really funny insights to the signs. I don't know if that's what it's called. And fuck Instagram, am I right? Uh, the other thing about Instagram, I talked about this last week with you guys. Sorry, I'm already, God, what, what is on, what is, what, what am I on? Um, last week when I mentioned that I haven't been on Instagram, a lot of you guys said that you haven't either. It's so interesting. It does seem like it's a dwindling thing, right? And I'm never going to get on TikTok. That is, if I thought Instagram was bad, um, just not interested at all, have no interest. And I'm 45 fucking years old. So I don't think so. Anyway, I also never thought I'd see the day where lip syncing was considered something that uh, we would be proud to be doing as an older person. So, uh, you know, am I offending you? If I'm, I don't know, maybe if so, I'm really not too worried about it <laughs> because I remember even as a kid seeing other kids lip sync and going like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, this is not very entertaining. This is kind of pathetic looking, right? And, and I know that's not all that's on you know, I know there's life hacks and hairstyle updates and everything else. I don't know. I know there's all sorts of things you can get on TikTok, but long story short, not 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 gonna ain't gonna happen, as Kanye says. Um, what else is happening? Um, Kanye had a breakdown. I heard. I read about that. Uh, you know, don't talk about Kanye a lot on here, but I have in the past, and wow, that's a that's been a downfall that I have never seen the likes of before. I need some water. Let me hit pause. I did some uh, grapefruit Waterloo sparkling water. Not my favorite. I love real grapefruits, but grapefruit flavored things are just not the best, are they? Uh, my new favorite is, oh, sh Polar Ice's uh, Cherry Limeade flavored sparkling water. That's my very favorite sparkling water. You guys into sparkling water? Um, anyway, oh, the thing I was gonna say about Instagram is I wanna go ahead and pass on some good information to you guys. This is via Damien, who is really the one who does not like anything technological, even more than me, or any social media. I mean, he uses a flip phone, so that'll tell you something. And he doesn't miss an iPhone or a smartphone at all. So uh, he had, he is reading or has read this book by Cal Newport called Digital Minimalism. And I highly recommend this book. I haven't read it all. I'm going to read it all when he's uh, done with it. And we've been watching a lot of his videos and tutorials. He also has written a book about how to manage your email better or something. Um, and he is a guy who's never had social media, which might sound like, well, what, is, what does he know about it? Uh, sorry, I got cut off. So yeah, what does a guy who doesn't even, who's never even had a social media account know about the benefits or the negative aspects of it? Well, he is uh, a researcher, a technology researcher. So I really do trust him. I mean, he spent over a decade or more um, researching the effects that social media and even texting and all of that has on, have the effects of those on the human brain and psyche and all of that. 
So similar to some other recommendations I've given you before, like uh, books by Sherry Turkle. And I'm just telling you, I, I, I've really enjoyed figuring this out. But the one thing, and, and I also recommended a Jaron Lanier book, like 10 Reasons to Quit Social Media or something. If anybody is interested, just, you know, I don't know, let me know and I'll send you the list that Damien, Damien really is the one who knows all about this. But being that I've always been very cautious towards these things, it's been perfect for me to to uh, have Damien help me uh, learn more about it. I've never had an addiction to any of it though. Like I'm not, I'm not into it anyway, but Damien was, he's like got a problem being very, you know, he can't stop scrolling kind of thing. Like a lot of people. So anyway, the, the funniest thing, what I'm getting to is this funny point about if you quit social media, the, like there's a dare that Cal Newport gives in his book, like just jump off of Instagram for 30 days and see if nobody, if anybody notices. And the funniest thing is that they don't notice, by the way, nobody noticed. No. In fact, what happened to me was in the first 30 days, I, I did this without knowing about Cal Newport, but, but what I liked is that when I knew about this 30 day thing and that nobody ever notices when other people are off of Instagram, here's what happened to me. I had somebody actually email me after probably a month and a half of not being on Instagram and they emailed me needing some advice and they said <laughs> they said hey Robin I know we haven't talked in a long time but based on your recent social media posts it it appears you're doing great like something about my posts and stories I'm like mm haven't been on there, haven't been doing anything. So I thought that was hilarious. Like people just assume you are so that anyway, I thought that was, uh, I don't know, very interesting. Um, so the thing is, is that it, it doesn't matter. And I am, I am still working on, you know, making everything go through my website and through my mailing list, which you can always sign up for on the bottom of my website, robinoneal.com go to the bottom and you can sign up for my newsletter, which I don't send a lot of, but I'll try to do it more regularly. And in fact, this weekend, that's a big goal is kind of get, getting some updates out to anybody who's interested because I have a lot of things coming up. Next week is the Armory in New York City. That's an art fair for those of you who don't know. And I have a nice, uh, nice, real nice piece of art. No, I have a, <laughs> I have a big canvas drawing in the booth in my um, gallery, Inman Gallery's booth. So if you happen to be going to New York for the Armory, and I know a lot of you are, definitely step by the Inman Gallery booth and see a big drawing of a whale that I drew, that I drew and I'm very excited about people seeing it. And then the following week, I'll be in Houston. Again, uh, on the 17th, I'll be, there's an opening at Inman Gallery of my new show, which is called Hell and the Paradisal. Not sure if I mentioned this, but this show is actually a rare chance to see my big hell drawing. So if you know anything about me and my life as an artist, you may know about my hell drawing that took three years to make. It has over 35,000 um, little uh, monks. Well, anyway, 35,000 tiny, tiny, tiny collage elements on it, over 65,000 figures in the piece in, in its entirety. 
and it was a total nightmare to make this piece. But it, there, I am going to say the truth about it, which is that there is nothing like it out there. There's just not. You can't tell me there is because there's not. <laughs> and I mean globally, unless there's something hidden that somebody's done like it. I don't know, maybe, but that has happened before. Do you hear this bass in the car next to me? Um, anyway, I do wonder what they're listening to. I wish I could actually hear it. I just hear the bass and I feel it in my car, which is crazy because I'm on an interstate. I'm on I-5 and I can feel the bass of a car next to mine. Anyway, guys, so yeah, if you know anything about hell, there's not been a lot of chances to see it. In fact, there's only been three chances to see it in the past, and this is one other chance. So if you are in Texas and have the chance to make it down to Houston for from the 17th until about a month after that, head on down and see it. And if you want to make a special trip and you want to risk getting stuck in Houston, Texas, because flights don't really seem to work out anymore, this is your chance. And by the way, there's so many good things to see in Houston. If you haven't been to the Manil, it's my favorite museum in the entire country. And uh, that includes the Cy Twombly Gallery, the Mark Rothko Chapel, and various other amazing sites. The Dan Flavin Chapel. It's not chapel, but anyway. Do you say Flavin or Flavin? I say Flavin, but it might be because I'm Midwestern. We say everything. Eh. Um and then we also have uh, the Museum of Fine Arts Houston, an amazing museum that you have to see to believe. And uh, a butterfly sanctuary. I don't know what it's really called. I haven't been there in forever. Hopefully they still have it because I really want to. I'm going to be in Houston for like a blip of a second, basically just for that day. And so it kind of sucks because there's a lot of things I want to do and I don't think I'll be able to do it. Um, you know, various other things you might want to do. Hit up a Luby's cafeteria while you're there. That's something I miss about Texas every day. Oh my God, I love Luby's cafeteria. And if you're making fun of it, being like, you like eating at a cafeteria? Oh my God, you're sick. Well, you've never been to a Luby's, so get ready. I'm currently obsessed with cabbage, by the way. And they do sometimes have steamed cabbage there. Although they would put ham hock in it, which isn't quite the same, especially as a vegetarian these days. I'm a vegetarian for right now. I don't know how long. It's been going on for about a month or so, maybe a little more, maybe a month and a half. It's been nice. I sometimes crave fish because it's very healing to all of my autoimmune conditions, but I haven't been doing that much lately. So it's been a lot of tofu, a lot of vegetables, a lot of rice, a lot of what else? Smoothies, a lot of oatmeal, um, keeping it pretty simple. And that seems to be going well. This is all to help heal my body. You guys know I have all sorts of flare-ups happening right now. So um, I'm back on a drug that I haven't gotten to be on for several years. Uh, it was, it's a very difficult drug to get, but I just started again this week. So um, really hoping that'll help me make a turnaround. That's about for the in- That's about it <laughs> for the intro. Uh, I will be back in a bit to talk to you guys about various other things, but, and then we're going to read something, not sure what, but we'll read something good. And, uh, yeah. And then we'll head out of here and, and release you free to have a fun Labor Day weekend. Um, I, I heard your latest podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. You really put it all out there. Don't you? It's cathartic. All right, you guys. Well, it's already two days past when I was planning on posting this podcast, and I haven't really recorded a lot, mainly because I'm just so tired. So I guess 
you know, I just need to, I think a good thing for me right now, especially as I'm kind of trying to heal from too much work and too much stress and too much, too many health problems is to just not give myself any pressure to put things out on a certain day for a while. Um, I know it's easiest as a podcast listener. You, we all like it when things come out on a certain day and eventually I'll get back to it. But pretty much everything I'm doing right now is about being easier on myself because that's something I have never practiced. Even when I was a little kid, I was so hard on myself. And I know a lot of you guys can relate to that. Um, and so I think that it's it's really crazy because I really, even like making my iced coffee, I want to do it the best. I want to put a little, you're supposed to put a little salt in there, as I think I've mentioned. And that counters the bitterness that you taste in, in iced coffee drinks. And um, like, what if I just didn't do it perfectly? What if I didn't use a cocktail shaker to shake it up to make it extra great? What if I just put espresso on top of the ice cubes? Um, and didn't mess with the salt and shaking it up and doing the whole fucking parade. Um, what else could I do simpler? Uh, today I decided, cause I actually really do think normally it feels good to like get ready for the day. Like after a shower, you actually do your hair and maybe put on some mascara if you're into that kind of thing. And I am, or, you know, wear a, wear a proper bra rather than nothing or a sports bra or whatever, even though I'm just at home, right, by myself right now. But today I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not doing any of that shit. I am just taking it easy. And it feels great because I'm comfortable and I'm relaxed. Um, but yeah, so this this goes hand in hand to how I do the podcast. Like, I mean, you guys know, I'm never trying to make a great podcast. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just being me and talking and seeing what happens. And if I'm in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. If I'm in a good mood, I'm in a good mood. If I'm high on caffeine, I'm high on caffeine. If I'm about to fall asleep, that's what's going to happen. But uh, I do, I, I just think with everything I do right now, I'm in this season of just trying to be easy on myself. So bear with me as I do that. I also was going to mention something else. Oh, what was it about? Oh, okay. So a lot of you guys seem to really relate and understand about workaholism, which really surprised me. And and it didn't excite me because I feel bad for anyone who's going through it. I, I think that I always thought of workaholism as, uh, yeah, like a prideful thing. It's like, like, that's awesome if you work so hard and that's what you live for. Like, I think because I grew up valuing hard work and I'm Midwestern and there's a lot about that too. Uh, and just my personal family, I don't know. It just seems like hard work is valued and rest maybe not so much. And so a lot of you guys reached out after I mentioned my workaholism and I really felt good hearing from people who relate. Um, and I was wondering though, I mean, I was wondering if anybody out there is actually in Workaholics Anonymous. And if so, if you wouldn't mind contacting me and helping me find meetings online, um, that would be great. Now I have been on the website. I rarely ask if ever ask for help through this podcast, but I've been really frustrated this week because I 
was really excited and I've done all the reading and all the workaholics anonymous approved literature that you can do on your own. I'm I'm at the stage where I need help. I need a sponsor and I need to go to meetings, but there are no in-person meetings. They're all online. And that's already very upsetting to me because I'm not an online person and I'm not, I just don't think that could ever be the same as sitting in a room with other human. I know, I know for a fact it's not the same thing as sitting in a room with other people. So, and because I had this glorious time in my Al-Anon program with a whole bunch of other people in Southern California where 12-step programs are, I mean, just as vibrant as they can be, I'm used to this very special human experience. And um, I now know that I'm not going to get that from this set of issues that I'm uncovering for myself. And Maybe somebody out there who happens to be listening has been in online Workaholics Anonymous meetings that they can recommend. I tried getting set up with one that was more like a bulletin board type thing, I thought, so you could respond when you want. But that ended up being through Gmail, which I don't have Gmail. And it also ended up being like it all comes through your email, which sounds like a total nightmare to me. The la- that, that just is going to make my life more stressed. I thought it was actually ironic that you're going to try to combat workaholism through filling your email with a whole bunch of extra emails. <laughs> I mean, it just seemed so counterintuitive. So I, I've been all week, I've been extremely angry and frustrated in general, like everything's setting me off. And I think it's because if you've ever been at a stage in your life where you're really hungry for change and you know you're ready for it, but in order to get the change, you need help from other people. A, that's my nightmare, even though I ended up being pretty good at it when I was actively early days in Al-Anon getting a sponsor and going to meetings all the time. I... I will say that I am feeling very desperate, which is a hard, this is a new and a hard thing for me to uh, face. And um, I don't know, I may be talking and you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know if I've been very explicit about my workaholism, but you know, I mean, it's to the point where I mentioned the hell drawing earlier about my three year project of making that hell drawing. I don't think I mentioned this. I mean, it was so bad during that time that I was... So a big part of the process was hand-drawing these little cloaked figures, the monks, and then cutting them out with scissors that are, you know, as small as fingernail scissors uh, after drawing them. And they were so tiny. I mean, some of them are as big as... um, How would you... I always say like a big piece of cracked peppercorn. And they get as big as maybe like uh, a fourth of an inch big. But I was so insane around this time that I would work on cutting those figures out of the paper even when I was going to the bathroom. And not only like going to the bathroom, going, but like peeing. So even the amount of time it takes to just urinate like a normal human, sorry that this is so disgusting, I couldn't sit there and not work. It's going to make me cry because I, and I've never cried when I'm talking about this. That's the weird part is that I've always talked about it. Like, can you believe how fucking crazy I am, dude? I mean, I don't really talk like that, but I think that was the 
essence of how I spoke about this. And, and by the way, this wasn't the only thing. This is how I was even, you know, two months ago. And um, it just breaks my heart because I've missed out on life. I really have. And I don't know how to have normal life without feeling like a loser. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to let, I'm going to stop this and go cry for a while, but I'll be back. Okay. And then just a reminder. So yeah, if anybody out there is in Workaholics Anonymous and already knows and has experience in a meeting that really is a good meeting online, uh, um, I would appreciate that. And I guess as weird as this is to ask on this podcast, if anyone is actively gone through the steps of Workaholics Anonymous and can be my sponsor, I need that too. Uh, So there you go. Thank you. Welcome back to Question Corner, everybody. We haven't had Question Corner in a while, have we? Official Question Corner. Um, All right. Here's my questions for you tonight. This is an oldie but a goodie. How happy are you right this minute on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being completely not happy and 10 being you're just bouncing off the fucking walls. You're so happy. Have I been cursing more on this uh, this week or this episode, whatever it is? I believe I have. It must be the anger inside of me or something. I don't know. Or do I? I wonder if I ever get through an episode where I, I think I think I usually get through episodes without cursing. Is that true or not? I mean, I have the explicit, the special little E next to this podcast just in case. And I know there are some little kids who like to listen with their moms and dads out there. And they probably get excited when I cuss, actually. Uh, So this one goes out to you guys. (laughs) Okay, anyway, one to ten. I'm going to go with, hmm. You know, I keep talking about how miserable I am, but somehow right this second I'm an 8.5. So I'm going with 8.5. I would say a couple of days ago, I was like, I still wasn't that low, to be honest with you. I think I have a way now of, um, I mean, it's, it's like being in gratitude all the time, you know? Like, hey, yeah, life is shitty, but somehow it's also awesome. So I always feel like that. So even the other day when I was at what I would call my lowest point and, um, you know, feeling sick, feeling angry, not nothing's working out, whatever. A lot of, a lot of different career things, too, are really driving me crazy. And... Um, Yet, I still think I was like at a seven, so I'm, I, I don't know. How, what do you guys think about that? Interesting. It's interesting to me, <laughs> but then again, it's my own head. All right, uh, favorite exercise. I've been curious about this. Um, do you have a favorite exercise? Do you exercise at all? I uh, currently don't. I hope to be able to do that again. I've been in too much pain to do any exercising. I walk as much as I possibly can. And that would be my all time. If you can call that an exercise and I do, that's my favorite exercise as easy going as it is. But if you talk about, and I took walking in college for two semesters, by the way. Uh, yeah, that was a class at East Texas State University in Commerce, Texas, walking two semesters right here. We had to have four PE credits to get a college degree. And two of mine were walking. And excuse me if I've told you this before, I have no idea if I have. If I did, it was a long ass time ago. Guess what my professor's name was? Coach Walker. This is a true story. Coach Walker, walking 101. (laughs) There wasn't walking 
201. You just have to take walking 101 again. It doesn't get more advanced than that, everybody. Uh, and then I took bowling 101 twice as well. Uh, that was really fun. We had an athletic center called the Zeppa Center, and it was so well, it wasn't that cool, but it did have a bowling alley in it. I mean, it was cool. It's just I remember getting, uh, like, I don't know, something on my feet from from the pool. I don't know. I used to swim there. All right. Anyway, oh, I, swimming. That would be my other one besides yoga. I would say walking, yoga, swimming. The only thing with swimming, and I really am a natural swimmer. I just have always loved being in the water ever since I was a little tiny kid. Um, but I will say I was even on, in a, on a, uh, swim team, swim team, um, not through school, but when I was in elementary school, I was on a swim team and I will say that the only problem I have with it is uh, oh, there's just something about clingy swimsuits on your body and having to take them off and get dry and then your hair's all wet. I mean, it's a it's a nightmare. It really is. It's kind of a nightmare. If if I didn't give a shit about what I looked like all the time, then I wouldn't care. But I don't like the idea of going to a swimming pool and having to shower several times a day just because you're going swimming. I mean, you know what I mean? Anyway. Okay, so favorite exercise. What's up next? I would like to know, as we enter fall season, almost, at least we're in September, we're getting closer to that beautiful date of September 22nd. Um, favorite soups? Anybody? I don't know what mine is. Let me think about it. Uh, I always ask this, but I'm always curious. Do you keep a regular sleep schedule? Yes or no? Um, like, do you go to bed at 10 and get up at 6 every day? I always love hearing that. I think you guys know with me, I... I think I do, and it lasts for two days, if even that, and then I crash and burn on that plan. I'm going to try, try again this week. I really am. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes, but at this point, no. Uh, one night last week, I went to sleep at, I think, 7.30 p.m., and just last night, I went to sleep at about 4 a.m., so, you know, I, I don't know if I'm a lost cause or not, but it really does seem like it. Okay. Who was the most insightful person or, I guess, yeah, friend or family member, person? Who was the most insightful person you've ever known? I'm going to think about that. I feel like I've had friends who were, for some reason, never my closest friends, but peripheral friends um, who were always very insightful. They'd say things and it would just shock me how well they, you know, how accurately they saw me. So I'll think about that, but I like I like that as a question. I like wondering about that. Like, who in your life has really seen you and understood you? Um, I think there's something very scary to me about the fact that I just, for the first time ever, just by asking that question, realized that none of those people seem to have been <laughs> the ones closest in my life. That's very, or is that, that just seems very depressing to me. Um, but it is what it is. I'm being honest. Um, and the last question I have for you guys tonight, I actually wrote these down today. I never do that, but I had been thinking about questions all day. The question is, what was the name of your last delivery? I couldn't tell what I wrote here. What was the name of your last delivery driver? Question mark. This is for those of you who order from Grubhub or Instacart or whatever the hell you do. Uber Eats. Um, 
<laughs> because I always love that you see this tiny little photo of the person. I do, I do it occasionally, and I see that little circle with that little face, and they always look terrifying because everybody. It, it, there's just something about the quality of photos that small. They always look like a mugshot to me. Uh, my last one, I took a look for you guys, Rodney. Rodney was my last one, and then I had Dennis. Uh, so there you go, Rodney and Dennis. Shout out to Rodney and Dennis from Grubhub, everybody, in a mysterious location in western, no, am I western Washington? I don't even know where I live. <laughs> I kind of don't, to be honest with you. I don't know what this is considered. I think it's coastal Washington or island Washington. <laughs> I'm not I'm not asking because now you guys know where I live, so you wouldn't know what to tell me. I, I believe it's called Western Washington. I don't know. Who cares? All right. Bye. Another thing about Washington, by the way, is uh, a way I could describe the people of Washington State, the natives, is uh, exemplified in this story uh, that I'm about to tell you. So there is a thrift shop that is uh, moving locations in my area. And so, long story short, I had a lot of things. I had kind of changed up my wardrobe and gotten rid of tons of stuff because uh, I'm, well, anyway. So I'm about to donate a lot of stuff. So I called to make sure that when I drove over there that they would be there. And um, they said, oh, actually, today is the last day um, in, in, that we can accept donations for a while since we're trying to move. And I said, oh, perfect. Well, I can be there at your opening open hours or whatever. So I go, and it's a drive-through operation. You drive in, and you wait, and you pull up to the area where they direct you, and then they help you unload your car. So I get up to the front, and um, I get out, and I say to the lady, I'm like, hello, thank you for being here. And then I'm helping her carry all my stuff out of my car, and I go well, I heard about your big move and I've seen the new location. It looks so awesome. It's going to be really beautiful. And she goes, yep. (laughs) And that's it. I wish you could see my smile. It's like a pleasant enough smile. Not, not like out of control, friendly, not even friendly, just like, mm -hmm, like pleasant. And that's my description of talking to people in Washington State. So those of you in Texas might understand, and Nebraska, the two places I'm from, are pretty friendly places. So it's an adjustment, to say the least. Okay, we're ready for our reading today. This is the rare reading that has no author. This is from the Workaholics Anonymous Book of Recovery, second edition. It has a hideous cover. I don't know what is going on on this cover. It looks like maybe, it to me it looks like a colon, um, but I think it's supposed to be a cornucopia or something, and it is just so nasty, horrible colors, but I'm obsessed with this book, and it is copywritten 2015 by the Workaholics Anonymous World Service Organization, all rights reserved. Okay, so this is um, in, the sec- in a section that's like your study guide um, on step seven. Or no, step eight, I'm so sorry, which is made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. That is the step eight in no matter if you're in Alcoholics Anonymous, Al-Anon, for, which is for, just to be clear here, Al-Anon for um, uh, people who love alcoholics, basically. And... Um, 
no matter what, that's your step eight. So that's the one where you're preparing to make your amends. And in here, <clears throat> I couldn't even get over this. There was like um, an example. So this is not somebody's. I'm not outing anybody or anything. This is in the book as an example of how you're supposed to lit, you know, sit down and list some of those things. Um, and, he, and, he, and the way it's written... And trust me, I I am not making fun of this at all, but it is just so, to me, it's so both funny and beautiful and relatable and sad and helpful. It's just everything for me. So without further ado, Marcy, coworker. So basically, I'm going to be, hold on really quick. I'm going to be saying a name, comma, who they are to this person, and then colon, that's what I what you did or didn't. So Marcy, comma, co-worker, colon, did not give her the report I promised. That's the format, okay? So that's Marcy. Eric, co-worker, never followed up with promised information. John, co-worker, never followed up with promised information. Mark, product vendor, never followed through with purchase as promised. Peter, husband, promised to spend time with him and then worked instead. Constantly told him what to do. Employer, lied on my timesheet, and so I was paid for work I did not do. Jeff, roommate, left all my stuff all over the house, left the fridge a mess. Mary, friend, promised to make her a clock, made it, but never gave it to her. Teresa, friend, promised to make her a piece of art, never made it. Pat, friend, promised to meet for coffee several times and forgot to go. (laughs) Can you, I can't, oh my God. Uh, Let's see, sorry. Andrea, friend, promised to buy her something, but when I took her to the mall, I made her pay for it. Dude, that actually happened to me with an old friend where she's like, I want to take you out for your birthday. We didn't get to hang out here for your birthday. And I picked Fat Burger because I loved their turkey burgers. Well, this friend took me there and made me pay for both of us. And again, it's not a big deal, but it was really weird. I was just like, well, you're taking me out for my birthday. I mean, we were even talking about my birthday and celebrating the whole time. I mean, it was the weirdest thing. Anyway, so I relate to that one on the opposite end. I wish that person would make amends to me. Anyway, here we go. Continuing on. Lisa, boss, gossiped about her behind her back. Laura, coworker, gossiped about her behind her back. Amy, coworker, gossiped about her behind her back. Barbara, coworker, gossiped about her behind her back. Caroline, co-worker, gossiped about her behind her back. That like last five, the repeating of the gossiping is so awesome. So anyway, to me, this is a poem. I know they did not mean for that to be a poem in the Workaholics Anonymous Book of Recovery, but it is. According to me reading stuff, that's a poem. It's been a while since I shared one of these fun, fun, I don't know, you know, uh, non-poem poems with you, I I would say. I've been taking a lot of lists of things. I always have things from, you know, movies and TV shows. Speaking of movies, you know, last time when I was trying to have a relaxing week or I don't know what the hell was going on, I was telling you guys about this list I made for myself um, of movies that I've been wanting to see or watch again for so long. And uh, I finally picked that back up over the last couple of days. And I just watched, I love Brian De Palma. 
certain, I haven't seen every Brian De Palma film, but I, I finally saw Body Double. Has anyone out there seen Body Double? And what do you think? I gave it an A++++++++. I really, I mean, maybe I'm just still psyched on it because it was only today that I watched it. But um, yeah, I have a lot to say about that movie. I see now that Mulholland Drive, David Lynch Mulholland Drive is definitely influenced by it. And uh, yeah, Lost Highway as well. Although I don't know when those two line up. But Mulholland Drive basically starts at this crash, which is the same crash that on the same street that on Mulholland Drive, the same exact location that um, the movie Body Double pretty much ends at a crash right there. So I think that is amazing. I mean, if this is me just remembering that, so I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong at all. There's a lot of comparisons between those two movies. So I am very interested in that. I also watched a movie called Lisa, which was starring... Uh, Stacy Keenan, who was my idol. I, I just loved her so much when I was a kid. She was the little girl on My Two Dads, if anyone grew up in the 80s like me. And she was so cute. And this is like right before she got into her like teenage stage when she was on the show Step by Step, starring Patrick Duffy and uh, Chrissy Snow. What's her name? Chrissy Snow from, oh, come on, Robin. You guys know who I'm talking about. The thigh master. Hey, Frankie, stop it. Um, so anyway, Lisa was a 14-year-old girl who, Frankie, can you stop? Who started to kind of prank sexy call this older guy that she was stalking. And then, you know, that's not going to end well. Anyway, I gave it a C plus. And then I also watched... Um, Two movies that I'd already seen before that are made-for-TV movies from the 90s. One called Lying Eyes. I gave that a solid A. And another one called For My Daughter's Honor, which is, uh, I gave a B, starring Mary Kay Place, Nicole Tom, and Gary Cole. Um, Gary Cole is that guy from Office Space who's like, you know, the boss who everybody loves to laugh at and hate. Uh, all of these movies, except, well, let's see, Lisa, Lying Eyes, and For My Daughter's Honor. I've been sort of remembering all the movies. I never saw Lisa before, but I'd seen these other ones many times. And there are so many movies from the time, especially when I was um, a, like a junior high-aged kid uh, and high school. But So that's like, you know, I mean, that for me would be the 90s, but... I think that a lot of movies in the 80s and 90s, I mean, maybe it's just been always. They had so many storylines about like 14 or 15-year-old girls and much, much older men, like men in their 50s. And how that was such a common... I mean, the, these movies were not showing that as a good thing or anything. A lot of times you'll see it as a, <laughs> you know, just like, oh, that lucky bastard getting with those young girls or whatever. But this one, I mean, that's a really, truly, we've seen that before uh, in movies where they don't know, don't talk about how disgusting it is. All three of these is, they all are really bad guys. So I don't know why I'm telling you guys every detail of all of these movies. Uh, let's see what else is on the list that I'm excited to see. Um, Color of Night. I don't remember what that is. Oh, and I still haven't seen... 
let the right one in, which I know I'm going to love. So I can't, I, you know, well, I, maybe I won't, but everybody always tells me I will. Everybody's always wrong though. So I don't know why I'm buying it. Anyway, I, go, I hope you guys liked the reading. I'll be back with a little goodbye. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that you don't like my podcast. Could it be that you just don't like podcasts in general? That's going to be it for today, you guys. Again, uh, follow me on Instagram, R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. Head down to Houston on Saturday, September 17th if you want to see my new show, Hell and the Paradisal. Or head down there uh, for that whole month and a little bit of the early part of October and you can see the show. Um, what else? I just love talking to you guys. I wish I were more eloquent. I'm feeling, I, I have a fever all of a sudden. I just text, te- te- I just texted my head and I have a fever of 99.8. So I don't know what that's about, but, uh, I wish I were more eloquent. What else do I wish? I wish that you all were in great health. I wish that you were happy. I wish that you were well rested. I wish that you were loved. I wish that you have your sweet pets live forever. I wish I could make you all a blanket in Afghan. I wish I could make you a granny square cape with a hood on it. I wish I could make you breakfast. I wish I could make you um, love me. I can't think of anything else. I wish I could make you guys love me. All right. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Never give up. Don't give in. You were built to win. I'll never give up. I'll never give in. God built me to win. Never give up. I'll never give up.